0: Folks, it has come to a must-win game to save Winnipeg's season. After a loss to the Calgary Flames, the Winnipeg Jets have to beat the Nashville Predators not only to have a chance at making the playoffs, but potentially to decide the course of destiny for this team over the next few years. The Jets are playing with big stakes, and we'll walk through all of them on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. For Locked On, the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day, every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Doing so, of course, is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode, but most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. Now, like I said, you know, this game for the Jets upcoming on Saturday, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, it is kind of prime time for the Jets uh, as they're facing off against one of their most hated rivals in the Nashville Predators, or at least it was a bit of a rivalry a few years ago. Uh, these days, not as exciting because the Preds just aren't that good. But once again, these two teams face off for something involving serious playoff implications. And for the Jets, you know, this is a must-win game. After falling to the Calgary Flames, you know, suddenly the Jets find themselves level on standings points, but thankfully with a game in hand on Calgary. Now, the reason that this game is especially important for the Jets to win is because on Monday, you know, the Preds and Flames are going to be playing each other, and so this game could potentially put the Jets uh, with a major advantage over both of these opponents. If the Preds were to win on Monday, this game at least would give the Jets a little bit of breathing room and a chance to maintain a two-point lead if all goes well. So yeah, must-win game, right? Uh, For the Jets, you know, I I think the playoffs remain in sight. I think the Jets are still, generally speaking, in in pretty good position to make it. I just, I, I don't know. I don't know how worth it it is, right? Is it really the best option for the Jets to make the playoffs and, you know, kind of feel like this validates some of their decision making? I don't know. I still think this offseason is going to be uh, a season of big changes, right? I think a lot is on the horizon for the Jets, and that's why I said this game in particular potentially has even bigger implications than just whether or not the Jets make this year's playoffs. This is going to be a bit of a referendum on what Winnipeg's next two years may look like. Just making the playoffs might be enough to convince one or two guys who were thinking of maybe walking away uh, to to, to stick around. But I think the biggest question is, you know, was it Elliot Friedman or something that was recently speculating about who on this team is actually going to be hanging around? The answer is, for a a big part of the core, not many players. You know, we're going to see Wheeler probably return if he doesn't retire. Nate Schmidt probably comes back because who's going to take his salary? But a lot of other players might be on the block. We know Dubois is most certainly gone, but Shifley and Hellebuck are kind of two of the biggest names with this team that I think a lot of people have their eyes on. Shifley, you know, he feels like he's potentially departing this offseason. I I feel like that's going to be a bit of a messy divorce. Hellebuck may go as well. I don't really know what his plans are. In free agency, it's kind of hard to imagine him coming back after the 2024 year. So would the Jets trade him early and get things started very quickly? I don't know. I I know that everyone's saying, well, the Jets said they don't have an appetite for a rebuild. And you can have a a lack of an appetite for that, but the reality is players are going to force Winnipeg's hand, and I think the Jets don't have that much leverage in this situation. Winnipeg has continually backed itself into a corner to, to the point where, you know, they don't really have many options when it comes to trying to not only salvaging this season, but also looking ahead and trying to salvage uh, the future of the score. My guess is there is no future for the score. After this year and next, whatever happens, happens, and then it's back to square one. I think Winnipeg is going to see a bit of a bloodletting in terms of this roster. We've talked about it before, but maybe this game against the Preds uh, and a, a chance to really stamp your playoff ticket, Changes some hearts and minds. I don't know. I think some bridges are already at the point where they're burned to uh, a crisp. There's just ashes left, and so all that remains is for Winnipeg to kind of finish the season out and try and get through the next few weeks as they hopefully get into the playoffs and and have a at least a short run, a little bit of extra fun for the fans. I mean, if anything, that's kind of the only thing that I would say is really worth thinking about when it comes to the postseason you know, the Jets winning around. I'm not even concerned about at this point. I'm not thinking about it. It's not really on my radar because, let's be real, this team is simply not good enough in a lot of areas, and I think that they've shown it on far too many occasions. Uh, The other thing is that the Jets are probably going to have to face like uh, Vegas, right? We did face the Edmonton Oilers at one point, but they're three points behind and only have three games left. And my guess is vegas is probably going to win the pacific so for the jets should they survive the next few weeks and make the playoffs they get the wonderful opportunity to get dusted by vegas we all know how the knights play they might not be as good as they've been in previous years but let's be real this team is like seven one and two in its last ten uh they have an extremely prolific offense defense and goaltending this year maybe a little bit sketchier in some areas but on the whole The Knights are still a menace. Uh, They're not that far off from what they were a couple of seasons ago, even if the star power has diminished a little bit. You know, without Mark Stone, they're still a dangerous team. There's still a lot of talent there. So all I can say is enjoy this group of players together while it lasts, because after the summer, there is a chance it's not going to be around for much longer. Now, speaking of this season, I kind of wanted to spend the rest of the episode just sort of. Reflecting on this year, what went well, what hasn't gone well, and what can we look forward to for next season when it comes to not only improvements to the team, but the ultimate direction the Jets may be pursuing. Before we go any further, though, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at Indeed. When you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish you could handpick the best stars for your business team? If you're building your talented roster, you need Indeed. Indeed helps you find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like matching, assessment, and virtual interviews. If you hate waiting, Indeed is here to help. They have plenty of quality candidates, and their services, like Indeed Matching, can help you find the best ones as quickly as possible. Candidates you invite to apply through Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in search. And best of all, you know, Indeed is here for you to make sure that you're getting your money's worth. If you don't get quality applicants that work for you, you don't pay. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, like I said, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Getting started couldn't be easier. Just visit Indeed.com slash locked on to start hiring right now. Indeed.com slash locked on. Again, that is Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are circling back now on tonight's episode to sort of reflect on the season. I know there are a few games left and it hasn't quite wrapped up, but on the whole, I kind of wanted to talk about what's been successful, what hasn't really worked, and what's not really changed with the Jets, and what we can kind of look forward to over the next, I would say year or or a couple of years even for the Jets as they start to gear up for a direction change so let's talk about Bones right I think he's been a bit of a divisive figure this season because on the one hand there are a number of changes that he's implemented that have worked and then he's made some puzzling lineup choices and and deployment choices that haven't really uh, embraced some of the concepts of what he's talking about when it comes to accountability uh, playing your best players in the right positions, and making sure that guys are being held to uh, a higher standard. So with Bones, I feel like in, in parts his hiring was successful. I mean, if nothing else, it is a change from Paul Maurice. And when you look at you know the underlying numbers for the Jets, you might be surprised to know that generally speaking, the Jets are supposed to be winning uh, most of the expected goal share battles, right? The problem for Winnipeg is that because they often rely on volume from distance, I think Winnipeg's potency down low and just generally poor finishing, even when they do create chances in that low slot area is put the Jets in a really tough position. And ultimately Hellebuck has had to be as perfect as he can humanly be. And when he's not, you know, the Jets find themselves losing a lot more of these games because even if he lets in like two, three goals, the Jets' offense hasn't been capable of carrying him uh, and picking him back up. So Winnipeg is kind of in a dicey spot. Now, I will say that I think Bones in general has been positive for like the vibes of the team. You know, He's had a couple of weeks recently where he looks like he's kind of thrown stuff at a wall because he can't figure out why the players just aren't performing. But, uh, you know, on the whole, right, his hiring was meant to be a bit of a spark to get the team back to feeling at its best. And for a little bit, it actually looked pretty good. Mark Scheifele tried on every shift. Uh, Wheeler looked like he could potentially be a useful passenger on his line. You know, somebody who could benefit from having, you know, stronger puck carriers. We saw the dominance of Ehlers, Connor, and Dubois together. I mean, there was legitimately stuff to be excited about for at least the first half of the season. And then the second half, that's kind of where Bones took a bit of a hard... Uh, left turn and got himself into some trouble that I don't think he necessarily needed to involve himself with. But I guess if you're looking for big positives, the PK is finally not dog crap. I mean, that is a huge change for the Jets. Uh, it's been one of their Achilles' heels over the last few years, and it's a bit a of, bit of a shame that you know, with the improved PK comes a seriously unwatchable power play. I mean, this power play. I don't understand how we've gotten to this point where the Jets skaters just kind of wait for stuff to happen when they're facing a five V four situation. You know, when you watch other power plays, what do you notice about it? Puck movement and off the puck movement, uh, which, you know, these two concepts work in concert together to help you create space and find those dangerous shooting and passing lanes. But the Jets too often, they default to the same players, uh, especially Kyle Connor you see guys not really moving their feet and getting into better outlet positions. You know that you know that fun overlapping and, and rotation that we saw towards the start of the season has been replaced by guys just kind of standing around and waiting for something along the perimeter to open up before they receive the puck. And so for me it's it's kind of a shame because I think the the, the power play being as bad as it is has really put the Jets offense, especially at even strength in a massive bind. Your power play kind of has to be something of one of your greatest strengths when you're the Jets, and you can basically load all of your top scoring talent on one grouping and sort of ride that towards some sort of a win. You know, the Jets haven't really been scoring at even strength, so if you can't do that and if you can't take advantage of that, but your PK is still holding out when you are shorthanded, You've got to make it count on the power play. There's just no excuse for the Jets to have a power play that is this poor. I think this is going to be one of those things that if the Jets either miss the playoffs or only survive for one round, this will have a huge role in that. I mean, the special team is being really imbalanced in favor of the PK with a power play that just doesn't work. It, it's a problem for the Jets. I mean, in hockey, you have to score to win. And if you aren't scoring at even strength, you had better be darn sure that your power play is is as hot as it gets and Winnipeg's power play couldn't possibly be more frozen and colder than you know the north pole so yeah for me bones i i, I don't mind the hiring i think when considering the options of all of these guys who probably weren't that interested in coming to winnipeg in the first place i i don't hate it I think it was probably the last opportunity for the Jets to find somebody with some veteran NHL experience that could do something before they might have to start thinking about a longer-term change and maybe getting a little bit risky with their next uh, coaching appointment. Now, speaking of that, I I think it's probably worth talking about uh, not only some of the, the thoughts from the overall season reflections, but things to think about for the future with this team as the jets might be you know preparing themselves for a bit of a departure from their usual uh, courses of actions but before we go any further i don't want to shout out our friends and partners at fanduel the nba playoffs are almost here and now is the perfect time to download fanduel america's number one sports book new customers get a no sweat first bet of up to $1000 that's bonus bets back if your first bet does not win just download the fanduel sports bet app it's safe secure and super easy to use they help you bet on everything from the money line to point scorers to the number of threes drained. Maybe you want to cast a bet on where you think LeBron James's scoring record is going to end at the conclusion of the season. Maybe you want to pay, pace the bet on what do you think it's going to be at the end of his entire career. Uh, or maybe you just want to predict the next NBA champion. I don't follow basketball as much, admittedly, but I know that there have been some great teams over the past several years. Golden State is now kind of faded out, but you know the Milwaukee Bucks continue to be very good Lots of fun underdogs. And no matter what you are interested in betting on, FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. Don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Hello friends and welcome back to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I just wanted to wrap up with some final season reflections and also talk about the road ahead for the Jets as things are going to be a little bit painful most likely, but at the end of it there could be maybe a slightly tarnished pot of gold. But first off, let's talk about this season, right? So on the whole, would I say the season was successful? Do I feel like the Jets have accomplished what they set out to do. I would say it's 50-50. I know that that's kind of a milk-toast answer and probably not very helpful when you're trying to figure out you know, what the Jets did well or what they didn't do well. For me, I, I just say it's 50-50 because I feel like for all of the progress the Jets have made, at the end of the day, when you look at how the team plays and some of their problems, not as much has changed as I would like it to. Uh, the lack of scoring from last year is still a problem players not always fighting on every shift still a problem. Guys occasionally flaking out on defensive responsibilities and going a wall still a problem. Um, the roster composition is not something that is necessarily uh, as much of an issue the Jets could fix just through the usual methods because we all know that when it comes to Chevy he has more of his hands tied uh, with how the front office and ownership wants him to do things than some other teams. It's, to me, less about Winnipeg being an unattractive destination as it is the Jets just not being willing to pay players to come here. Winnipeg is very tight internally when it comes to its budgeting. It looks like they're going back to that again after uh, a couple of years in which they were a cap team. And so now Winnipeg is kind of at a level where, you know, their objective was to make the playoffs and maybe make a run of it, try and salvage something out of this core, And if they make it through, you know, they... Would basically be getting in by the skin of the skin of their teeth. So, can you really say that you're expecting a deep playoff run? Probably not. And that would be a bit of a shame for the Jets, especially when they're not only looking for playoff revenue, but some kind of a spark for a fan base that continually looks at season ticket renewals and is just not feeling it. Uh, I know if I would have season tickets, um, I would probably, you know, be be asking myself if it's really worth going through all of the hassle of re-upping, paying this much money, and seeing a product that just hasn't really lived up to my expectations. Now, all of this is probably about to change over the next few years, uh, maybe even as soon as this summer, depending on what happens with some of the key star players. I think if you're looking ahead and you're trying to look forward to something, I think Winnipeg's recent drafting strategy and how they've approached some of their you know, contract negotiations and uh, recent trade acquisitions. That'll key you into how the Winnipeg Jets are planning to adjust course. And I think the biggest thing is they want to get cheaper, and that means we're going to see more than likely more internally drafted players making the lineup, which for the Jets and for the fans might actually be a pretty darn good thing. Maybe this is where Vili Heinola finally makes a role for himself with the Jets. Maybe Sandberg will also prove his value and show high, you know, showcase and highlight himself to a coaching staff that finally recognizes uh, his true brilliance and, you know, why he deserves a lineup spot long-term. It might also mean that we see more Logan Stanley, which, you know how I feel about him, maybe not the player that I would want to trust my uh, hopes and dreams on for the future with, but a guy who can at least do something in the, you know, 15 minutes a night that he gets. And for the Jets in general, I just feel like, you know, there's the future with... Cole Perfetti, Brad Lambert, hopefully Chas Lucius, uh, you know, Ryshevsky, Chiprikov, a number of players like that. Chizom, once he recovers, uh, Gavanki. I mean, there's a lot of guys the Jets have who could potentially bring some real skill to this team. And you'll still need some veterans. But I think the biggest thing for the Jets is as they try to go back to like an internal budgeting model, is this the way to get them to finally start considering Uh, how to really graduate prospects and turn them into NHLers. The Jets haven't really been a great draft and develop team over the last few years. This is a chance to hit the reset button, re-examine your processes, look at the front office. How does it operate? How is it scouting? How is it drafting? And is it turning players that it's drafted into full-time NHLers? I mean, very few draft prospects, when you really think about it, make the NHL, but for the Jets, they just really haven't been graduating players at a rate that's acceptable. So, this is a time for Winnipeg to potentially alter course, re-examine how it does things, and start over. Start off with a fresh slate. The Jets have been around in Winnipeg for what now? Like twelve years. That's not really shown off enough for uh, my tastes personally. I think the Jets could really be better than they've they've you know been so far. But there's a long road ahead. There's plenty of opportunities for the Jets to kind of change course and re-examine how they do things, and maybe start over, you know, starting over is a really painful process. But I promise you, if the Jets go through it, if they suffer through these next few seasons and plan for the future, we could be seeing a much better Jets team within the next five to ten years. But I know that's a long timeline to consider. Kind of where the Jets are at, though. I mean, Winnipeg's core is about to be turned over, and the kids are going to step up and assume new roles. This is the time for the Jets to show how that can be turned into something really amazing. Let me know your thoughts on what you're looking forward to for the Jets for the next few years. Are you hoping that they go through a rebuild? Are you hoping for a retool? Or do you hope that they do something else entirely? Drop your thoughts in the YouTube comments below or at my social medias at loco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. For tonight's episode, that is all the time that we have, though. Thanks for making Locked On your first listen of the day every day. Make your second listen game-to-game N H O. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game to Game covers every important note from the NHL with local analysis that only we can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on all of your favorite podcasting platforms and YouTube. It is always free to subscribe. And again, we just really love and appreciate your support. As always, thanks so much for listening. Have a great night, and uh, let's hope Go Jets Go rings a little bit nicer, nicer over the next few hours.